The following podcast contains spoilers for extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile, and to all the boys I've loved before. You have been warned. That's such a long title. It's insane. I know. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Barton, along with your host, Miguel. Me gusto. Hola, como estas? Ah, bien, gracias. ¿Y tú? Come see, come sa. Oh, okay. I, como si, mamá, I don't even know what I just said. Uh, how you doing, Glenn? Not too bad. That? Not too bad at all. How are you, my friend? I'm also not too bad. Or not. como se, como sa, whatever. Yeah, you know? wh- whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you. Uh-oh. What is the first name of Ripley, Sigourney Weaver's character in Alien? So Ripley oh. is her last name. Holy shit. Uh, I actually don't know that, to be okay, honest. Okay, your options are Eloise, Ellen, Elizabeth, or Erica. <sighs> I feel like it's Ellen. Ding, 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 ding. You are correct. Holy shit. Yeah, right? I, that, I'm, I'm it proud was of either, it. It was either that or what was what was the second one? Uh, I, I Well, they always have the uh, right answer at the bottom, so I switch them up a bit. Oh, okay. It was um, like Elizabeth. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I said Eloise second. Eloise. I'm not sure. It was either that one. Anyway, we're moving on. Yeah. I got it right, as always. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a genius. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're so smart. So uh, speaking of smarts. Did you see oh. any movies last week? Uh, so I only got to see our two movies. Barely got to see the last one that we're going to talk yeah, about yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, it's some um, issues. All right. Well, I only saw two others. Uh, the first one I saw is a long shot starring Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. Uh, or Charlize Theron. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, it's Theron. <laughs> yeah, Charlize Theron. Uh, and June Diane Raphael and a bunch of uh, bunch of other people that you recognize. Um, essentially, you know, it was, it was pretty good. It tells the story of a woman who is uh, running for president and the slob of a boyfriend she falls in love with, even though slob's kind of a harsh term. He's just kind of yeah. a, just not, not who you think a politician would be. Not date. fancy. Exactly. Uh, then the other movie I watched... Is Lizzie, uh, which is about Lizzie Borden, who allegedly killed her parents or her dad and stepmother. Um, so it's an interesting week we, for us. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of murder. Lots of murder. Uh, it was okay. You know, I, I think the story is more interesting than this movie warranted. Yeah. Um, so I, I was kind of disappointed in that sense. Uh, uh, Kristen Stewart's in it, and she actually does a relatively decent job. Um, I, I, really? I mean, I'm not one of those Kristen Stewart haters. I know she's a, she can be a decent actress. Yeah, when she she's, can be good when she needs to when, be. When she needs to be, and she's passionate about the uh, subject matter. Um, but yeah, it's just overall underwhelming store, uh, movie for such an interesting story. Okay. But that will bring us into our two movies for this week. And we will start with Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. to the unspeakable horrors of the defendant's heinous crimes. You have seen ghastly injuries, smashed in faces, broken jaws. Will the defendant please rise? For years, I've carried this guilt that I'm to blame for everything. (laughs) If only I hadn't trusted you. promise you'll never leave me, Liz. It's about another missing girl, isn't it? Did you do it? No. Which is it's such a title. It is a title. Like, it really is. Because even though I, I knew what it was, like, even typing it into Google, I'm like, fuck, what was the name of that movie? Yeah. <laughs> it's so long. It is very long. I mean, it, it is what the judge of his trial called his, uh, you know, his murder. So and that makes sense. It definitely makes sense. So, 
Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile is directed by Joe Berlinger, uh, written by Michael Werwey, and uh, based on the book The Phantom Prince, My Life with Ted Bundy, written by Elizabeth Kendall. It tells the story of a courtroom frenzy that ensues and sweeps 1970s America when a young single mother reluctantly tips the attention of a widespread manhunt toward her longtime boyfriend, Ted Bundy. It stars Lily Collins, Zac Efron, uh, James Hetfield, as we discussed, uh, John Malkovich, and I feel like I'm missing someone. Haley Joel Osment. There it is. Yeah, there oh. we go. And also... Uh, Kaya Scodelario. I'm, I, I almost just said Joel Osment, and I was like, that's Scodelario. Right. Oh my gosh, Italian names, man. Italian names. Is that, is that um, the only ones? <laughs> no, it's it's all of them. Uh, anyone that has more than two syllables. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it tells a story, uh, more so the story from his uh, girlfriend's perspective, uh, Lily Collins' perspective, uh, the story of Ted Bundy. And his murders, uh, which I kind of find refreshing. You know, it wasn't a murder movie about the murderer mm-hmm. themselves. Um, and and kind of, I don't want to say downplayed the murders because it was about that, but it it didn't have it at the forefront. It was more about the psychological it, t- it torment. It wasn't the primary focus. Exactly. It was it was like the it was more about the psychological torment of this woman who thought she knew the man she loved and. Finding out he is a completely terrible person. On that, um, I I really didn't know too much about this movie other than the fact that it was about Ted Bundy, which, if we're going to be honest here, I had only heard things about him. I didn't actually know what he did and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So going into the movie, I was... Like baffled that it had nothing to do with any other murders or well murders. Yeah, um, I mean it obviously it did, but uh, they didn't show any of them until like if anything the very end of the movie. Yeah, uh, which they just showed an image, um, and I thought that was pretty relieving. I mean, I still wanted to know, which is why I'm watching the Ted Bundy tapes now. Yeah. I still wanted to know more about it, but instead of that, they more or less kind of just like humanized him and like kind of made him out to be a person like yeah how he was manipulative and, and everything like that a lot of people have problems with that like a lot of people have problems with the attraction that women felt towards him and everything yeah. uh, i read somewhere that some people think they made ted bundy too sexy and like that was kind of the whole <laughs> point of the trial well, like women flocked to the trial because they thought he was innocent and you know, or, or just had like a morbid curiosity and were like attracted to him it's not I it's could, not an exaggeration <laughs> i could i could see that if I wasn't 120% distracted by the fact that Ted Bundy was ripped as motherfucker. He, oh my God, <laughs> took off a shirt and I'm like, okay, yeah. Ted Bundy, get, you physical peak. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but I mean, Ted Bundy was one of those, I, I you know me, I, I'm, I find serial killers fascinating mm-hmm. and uh, read up as on them most a lot. people do. I definitely um, do. It's something that's always fascinated me. Even when I was a kid, I would, I just like read and, and watched uh, about serial killers, probably at way too young of an age. Yeah. Uh, I definitely thought serial killers were going to be more of a problem in life than they actually are. Not mm-hmm. that they're not a problem, but they're not nearly as much of a problem <laughs> as documentaries about the Zodiac Killer and Ted Bundy made them seem to be. At least not, like, to, today. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, they they really kind of nailed how charming he was. I mean, the mm-hmm. reason he got people to trust him is because he was charming. The reason so many people did not believe he did what he did was because he was charming. You know, you, you think of uh, serial killers being these reclusive people like the Son of Sam killer or, uh, you know, uh, f- for a, a lesser example, John Wayne Gacy, even though he was a people person, but he he was more reclusive than Ted Bundy was. Ted Bundy was very personable. Yeah, he and, was. He was, and on top of it all, he was extremely educated. Yeah, and and I just absolutely love the fact that they played this like the audience didn't know already that he was guilty. I thought that mm-hmm. was a very bold, bold move. Um, I do think the probably the opening twenty minutes of the film were a bit slow. Yeah. Um, but then once it got going, you know, I, I was really into it uh, and uh, enjoyed it for the most part. I did have definitely had problems with it, um, more so pacing than anything else. And, and the uh, editing was a bit wonky at times. But every problem I have with it is more technical. Um, 
I don't know about you, but Zach Efron completely blew me away in this, as did Lily yeah, Collins. Yeah, he, he, he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And I think my... I, abs- I loved everybody in this movie, but I think for me what took me away from the movie was the celebrity status that is that is in this movie. It kind of distracted me. I would agree with that, yeah. Um, Zac Efron did blow me away, but you can't help but to see when he takes his shirt off, you're like, okay, this, this ruins kind of my Ted Bundy experience because <laughs> he's not fucking ripped. Yeah. <laughs> but also good for Ted Bundy. Maybe he wanted to be that ripped. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that like, like that and then uh, John Malkovich... I didn't know he was going to be in this movie. He he was fantastic. I'll say that. Yeah. But it kind of distracted me because I'm like, that's just John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing but I do, I do 120% love always a nice surprise Haley Joel Osment in my oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Jaylee Ho. Uh, Jaylee Ho. <laughs> <laughs> Haley Joel Osment is one of those actors. I'm so glad that he kind of, you know. Rebounded. I mean, he, he, he never, yeah, he never had any, like, life issues that I know of, um, you know, other than maybe a little weight problem. But who who doesn't have a little bit of a weight problem? Um, and, but, yeah, he definitely rebounded from, he, he seemed to come out of being a child actor relatively unscathed. Yeah. Um, at least he, you know, portrays himself that way. At uh, least, like, to most of the other child actors that he grow up alongside like maybe yeah. Macaulay Culkin or something like that but he, he even rebounded at this point yeah yeah finally um, yeah uh one one celebrity in this that I thought you know blended in very well was James Hetfield yeah, I, had, dude. I had no idea it was him until like 30 like, minutes after his scene <laughs> I, I yeah I, I knew he was in this movie and then after the movie ended I'm like where the fuck was James Hetfield this whole yeah. time? And then and you then go when, back and you find out he's in the first five, ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, he blended in that well, and he did such, like, a great job acting. Like, yeah, like, definitely. Oh, God. Uh, but this scene, or this this film, really kind of is, it's more of like a showcase in, in my opinion, showing these people breaking their own stereotypes like Zac Efron kind of being mm-hmm. like a, a you know the idiot jock uh Lily Collins being um you know the weak vulnerable woman and that's not to say that she's not vulnerable in this but she definitely like stands up for herself in this yeah. um definitely by the end she like gets absolutely. it together yeah absolutely and and uh yeah i just thought it was really really great overall um mm-hmm. I, I I was slightly disappointed with it overall, but uh, not overall. But um, I at certain I, points. At certain points, yeah, I felt like certain things were directed in a way that you know I felt like could have been better. I don't really have any examples in mind, honestly. But I I remember just thinking like, I wish they had done that better. Yeah. Um, or you know, something that was a little bit awkward was. Uh, they kind of just abandoned Lily Collins for a solid 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Which is fine, I guess. But at the same time, you're telling things from her perspective. So why are we seeing like Ted Bundy's perspective at this point? Yeah, it was a lot of jump back and forth between the two perspectives. And what happened was factual. Like what they did show uh, in Ted Bundy's perspective was factual. But it also kind of detracted from the story they started to make in the beginning. Yeah. I, I wish that I had known more about Ted Bundy before uh, actually watching this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was relieving to know or like watch this first in a way because I got to see him more as like a human being and what he is capable of like without seeing any other murders and stuff yeah. like that. So like, like at, at first you're sitting there, you're like, did he actually really do? Even though damn well, you know, he did. Yeah. Uh, so like that was that was really cool, but uh, also on the same grounds, there there is, and I'm here with you. There, I wish I had an example. There there was like some things that like you wish they had done differently. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe like him traveling to the certain locations and stuff like that. Like he, I know at one point, at least they said in the episode where uh, Ted Bundy tapes uh, where he went to Oregon or something like that. Yeah, like it would have been nice to see the evidence in the movie that he went to these places instead of just like him driving and then getting pulled over for not having a seatbelt or something like that. Mm -hmm. One thing I was kind of relieved that they didn't show, uh, one of Ted Bundy's final victims before he, uh, murdered the sorority girls in, in, uh, uh, Florida state, um, 
was like a I think she was like 12 years old and I feel like that definitely would have just made the whole movie a completely different feel yeah they didn't they kind of like scraped right past that yeah in in the documentary the Ted Bundy tapes they talk about it a lot more yeah um because I mean it is a, a, it's a it's a big deal yeah it's a major deal um but I was in a way kind of relieved that they didn't really uh discuss that in, in this until you know just a, a line in the end yeah I feel like if if they had I mean they definitely probably should have done more on it but I feel like if they had it'd be like more of an arc to it like uh more of like a rising point like they had to keep up with that Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah absolutely um i i think that them deciding to stick to lily collins for the most part like we discussed they do i think that was equally a detriment to the story as it was interesting it's it's really kind of hard to explain because this ted bundy is just a fascinating character in itself to to tell his story but without really focusing on him um was way different from what i expected yeah uh and it it was it was interesting to see i feel like it could have been a better movie overall if they did focus on him but at the same time, I'm not upset that they didn't because, you know, yeah. it's it's one of those things where it's kind of weird having a movie where with such a likable character that, you know, is a serial killer. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's something that I, it's like it's a choice that they definitely went with. That was a smart idea because we've we've seen the, the murder or the serial killer movies mm-hmm. where they just go on slaughters and stuff like that. Yeah. So it, it was nice to see a different point of view, but like I'm also still at the end of this movie wanting to still see that serial killer movie. Yeah, maybe even with the same cast, that'd be awesome. But oh, now, now I want to see that movie. See, <laughs> see, I'm sure, I'm sure it's out there. That's the worst part. But I would like to see it from this cast too. That'd be a, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I think um, we we discussed their performances earlier. That that. I, I really was kind of more or less just on the fence about this movie um, and still kind of am to, to in, in some sense of the, the, the word. But uh, the end scene where Lily kind of confronts him in prison and it's like the first time that Ted Bundy actually admits that he did anything um, with with writing hacksaw on the fog on the window yeah that entire scene was just completely electric the 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 choices to shoot both of them straight on and have them look into the camera mm-hmm. was oh, insane it, it made me feel very uncomfortable in a good way but it's, there was there was also a scene for me that did the same like made me feel the same exact way it was the it was in the big trial in florida is when he's kind of giving his closing monologue about how he's being accused like he's wrongly accused and stuff and it's just a slow zoom on him all the way oh one shot. yeah yeah that, that was such a good scene when, when he's saying he rejects the the sentencing mm-hmm. yeah and and honestly like the john malkovich was great in that scene too because like you could tell a, a lot of people criticized the uh the judge and the real thing you'll see that a little bit in the ted bunny yeah. tapes for being so nice to Ted Bundy, but people don't understand that that is the judge's job to be impartial, to view evidence before him. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not supposed to look people look at people as monsters. You're supposed to look at them as people who committed crimes. Yeah, and I think a lot of people forget that. Just in general, you know, I personally think that calling someone a monster is the easy way out, and and it completely neglects the fact that people are capable of absolutely terrible things. Yeah. And the way that John Malkovich played that, I feel was a perfect balance because you could tell he was getting irritated, but he never, Mm -hmm. never really took it out on Ted Bundy. And that is, again, um, a lot of it is just what actually happened because they did record the, the trial and you see that a lot, especially in uh, Ted Bundy tapes. I was really expecting them uh, mostly to like use whenever they like uh, did like kind of like TV things like I was expecting them to use the actual footage and stuff like that like they did in the Ted Bundy tapes Mm -hmm. Uh, since since they have that but 
I was, then it was like Zac Efron on the TV, and I'm like, oh. They did every now and then. Yeah. Um, like the, some of the interviews w- uh, with women as to why they were there was from the actual footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's actually one newsreel that you see. Um, it has the the actual wanted poster for Ted Bundy or yeah. uh, or something along those lines. I can't remember, but I remember seeing a picture of, of actual Ted Bundy. And, um, yeah, so they, they did do that too a, a, a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I, th- I think it was smart, but it also would have been cool to see at least like a mix of it. Mm-hmm. I um, mean, maybe even if they didn't show Ted Bundy himself, like, but everything else was like... The, the real world like a, yeah like kind of as sad as it would be for this to happen get rid of John Malkovich's performance and, and just throw like CGI Zac Efron into the into that world a bit could I mean that would maybe take it out more but but yeah the uh, one thing I, I did I don't I'm like you where I'm trying not to write as many notes but one note I did notice and didn't want to forget um, in the scene where Lily Collins is visiting him and they're talking, you know, through the phones and through the glass at visitation at the prison, after he's been convicted, he's about to admit everything. It's like a day before he's actually going to be sentenced to death or, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, killed. Fried. Um, <laughs> yeah, fried. Uh, he uh, he says that he killed uh, or cut off a woman's head with a hacksaw and he writes hacksaw. And they did a seamless transition of the squeaking of the window as he's writing hacksaw into the sound of him using the hacksaw. Yeah. And that just chilled me to the bone. When, when that, yeah, when that, I re- that, that whole scene was yeah. so good. When I realized what was happening, it, it just absolutely chilled me. And what was really cool about this is Zach Efron seemed pretty passionate about this because he was even a producer for it. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. That's, yeah, that's, I'm, that's great. I'm 90% sure. Cause I could have sworn it said, uh, he was a producer. Yep, Zac Efron, producer. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty. Uh, you, well, he, he was an executive producer, but that's no, still yeah. that's still something. I even saw like an interview with him on Jimmy Kimmel where like, I think he, maybe he didn't make the executive choice to like not show the murders or anything, but like that. He's like, we we've we've seen that. We know he's a terrible person, and I thought it would have been awesome just to like actually just play him and tell his story instead of the everything else about it. Yeah, I think that was a smart move overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know some people, in fact, some of my friends are a little uh, upset about that, but I think it was a, a, the better choice overall. I'm not upset with it. I would have liked to see it, but I know there's gonna there's the Ted Bundy tapes, and I know there's other things out there, so I can research it on my own. Yeah. You got a very disturbed, sick individual You'll be the first nationally televised trial in history. You look nice, partner. I'm disguised as an attorney today. I get very scared, but, you know, he's also really dreamy. There are things you don't know that will shock you beyond your worst nightmares. It's all a lie. It is a capital murder case, and you are skating on thin ice. This is about catching a monster. I wish I could take it all back. What about me? I love you. Get out! The killings were extremely wicked. Shockingly evil. Vile. Did you do these things, Ted? This is all gonna end. It's only gonna end with the truth. Let's move on to To All the Boys I've Loved Before. All right. Largie. Wake up. Are you okay? What happened? You fainted. Oh. Okay, let me start over. My name is Largie. I was used to being invisible. No one was paying attention to what I was doing. I 
write a letter when I have a crush so intense that I don't know what else to do. There are five total. Peter with the beautiful eyes, Kenny from camp, Lucas from homecoming, John Ambrose from Model UN, and Josh, the boy next door. What are you doing? Nothing. Nobody else knows about them. To all the boys I've loved before. A teenage girl's secret love letters are exposed and wreak havoc on her love life. That's, that's, that's the synopsis. Director is uh, Susan Johnson. Writer's uh, Sophia Alvarez. Screenplay by Jenny Han, who was uh, the, <coughs> the writer of the book, the original book. And it stars uh, Lana Condor, uh, Noah Centineo, uh, Janelle Parrish, and it's got a bunch of bunch of other dudes and chicks in it. Oh, John John Corbett, that's the one, the dude from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah, yeah, that is him. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I decided we're gonna shake it up a bit and watch a romance after nice trying thing. to get me to after pick trying it. to get him to watch it for three and, podcast sessions. And you know what? That was on you because uh, I will pick any other genre. Over romance, pretty much 100% of the time. Yeah, so I'll be the one in charge of romances, depending on how you really feel about this. I mean, th that's not to say I don't like them, but I don't, I'm not interested in them when I see advertisements for them. It, it, it takes a lot for me to actually yeah. like a romantic movie. It, it's, even, even in the beginning, not saying I didn't like this movie, even in the beginning of this movie, it, it still took me a minute to actually sit down and like get into it because mm -hmm. I just wasn't really interested in watching a romance. Yeah, yeah. And I know Kira's got the door open, so I'm sure she's going to hear me listening to this. Kira, close the door. Yes. <laughs> um, just let her hear it. Yeah, well. Caitlin's sitting behind me right now, but she kind of knows how I feel about it already. All right. How many times is uh this, 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 what's your view count on this now? Six. Okay, she's watched it six times now. That's a little excessive. Yes, it is. Um, all right, where do we begin? Uh, I don't think I'm the target demographic for this movie. I don't think either of us are, technically. <laughs> That's the entire... Because it's not bad, but the entire time I was just like, they didn't make this movie for me, which is completely <laughs> fine. But I, the entire time I was like, Clint... What are you doing? I didn't do it. <laughs> this is all on Kira, not me. <laughs> don't don't put this on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> don't put that voodoo on me. <laughs> uh, one all thing right. uh, um, Caitlin actually told me that I found interesting is uh, the author of the book, Jenny Han, mm -hmm. um, was trying to... She had a lot of studios that were interested in adapting it, but every single one of them, with the exception of Netflix, wanted them to change... Uh, Laura Jean's heritage to Caucasian. First of all, Jenny yeah. Han is an Asian woman. Why yeah. would you go to an Asian woman and be like, we like your book, but make her white? No, I, <laughs> I actually love the fact that she was an Asian woman. Yeah. Or teenage girl, whatever. Yeah. Um, so bringing a Caucasian chick into this definitely would have made me be like, oh, I don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> not saying I'm against Caucasians now. <laughs> no, it, it definitely... <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's fresh. It's fresh air. Like we're finally reaching the point where like we're seeing movies that aren't yeah. just a bunch of white people in love with each other yeah, or killing different, each other different perspectives or other and everything. things. It's, yeah. it's nice to see. Mm -hmm. uh, not saying that there's murder in this movie. but mm. so. so you're going to have to try to run this one as best you can, because I don't have much to say yeah, about it other it. than I'm not the target demographic. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, I'm going to really try not to complain about it much because I, I will acknowledge it's a good movie. Yeah. But it is not it's, my it's kind one of, of movie. It's one of those. Yeah, I know. I get it. So I, I don't. I wish Kira wasn't listening to me because this would have been a whole lot easier to talk about. <laughs> I like this movie. I, I did like it. Um, and I, this is why I didn't want to talk about it because I, I feel like I'm pressured to say that. But I did like it overall. Um, the acting, it was it was good acting from everybody, uh, especially from uh, Noah Sen Centineo. Sen I, I, I would assume that's how you pronounce his name, yeah, right? It sounds and looks right. 
All right, well, I, I, I liked him majorly overall. I felt real fucking bad for the uh, the one character's name, Josh. Uh, Josh, I felt bad for his character because he basically yeah. just gets dumped on the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, he, he comes on a little little dickish at some points, but overall, yeah. overall, but like, it's, I would it's agree an understandable you. dickish. Yeah, like he's 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 in a bad place in his life. He's <laughs> a real bad place. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I oh, think let me, let me collect myself. Yeah, here for I'll, a I'll try to try to throw some stuff in. Uh, Lana Condor, who plays Laura Jean, the the main character, mm-hmm. uh, I thought she was very charming. Um, I felt like like you said, the the main characters, mainly just Noah and Lana, uh, Lana, Lana, um, Lara. Yeah. Well, no, I was saying the oh. actor's name, Peter and Laura Jean. Yeah. They were both, for the most part, interesting characters. I like um, their chemistry. That was that was the one thing yeah, I will say. Their did. chemistry together was f- pretty much phenomenal to me. Yeah. Um, um, but the entire thing played out like a Lifetime movie mm-hmm. that to me was trying too hard to be like a me and Earl and the Dying Girl style teen movie. Yeah. Um, which... That, that was mainly in like how it was shot and edited and everything, mm-hmm. not so much the the subject matter. Um, I felt like they were it was a, like a lifetime movie that was trying to be artistic, for lack of a better word. Um, I, could, I, could, I could see that, yeah. Uh, and and the, again, that's not a bad thing. There are definitely yeah. things that I appreciated about it, uh, like in the end when Largeen goes to tell Peter how he feels about her, and instead of when he turns around instead of cutting to a close-up of him it stays on an extreme <laughs> wide shot and then that, he just goes oh hey <laughs> yeah and that that was just that was just hilarious to me so like stuff like that i do appreciate um but goddamn teenagers man they're so fucking annoying it's fucking teenagers and that i knew the, going into this i realized in the middle of watching i was like oh man this is this is gonna be a movie Mike's not gonna like that much because just teenagers on its own. <laughs> and this is this is like these kind of movies where like it's teenagers in school and stuff like that. It really takes me out of it when teachers don't really exist. Yeah, where they're or just kind of chaperones or anything like the edge of the edge of seventeen movie, right? Had it literally one of the main characters was Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, right? Is, yeah. yeah, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, and he plays like a key component in the movie. He's a role model. Yeah. There isn't a single damn teacher or anything. Even on a ski trip, there's no chaperones. They don't yeah. exist. They're, I saw one gym teacher that yelled at uh, Laura uh, for making out with Peter on yeah. the track. And, you know, kudos to him. He did his job. Told he him, did his job. Told her Nobody to run else two does more laps. Their job. Yeah. Like, then when she didn't run two laps and just ran away, he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I completely agree with you. Like, teen mm. movies, uh, te- there's a difference between teen movies that don't have adult supervision or anything, because uh, those do exist. I mean, kids definitely spend time by themselves. But if you're yeah. going to have a major amount of it happen in a high school, you got to have some teachers in there somewhere. Adults and, really don't exist in this movie yeah, other than even, the father. Even in the background. Like mm-hmm. they they don't need to say shit, but be in the background, have the kids be be aware of their their presence and not yeah. be acting like they're at a party the entire mm-hmm. time. Um, and, and it was just so frustrating, you know. They you could tell that adults were writing about their memories of being a teenager and not actually just being a teenager. Yeah, um, so, so that's 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 the major thing that takes me out of these kinds of movies. And it's hard to kind of jump back from. Um, but at the end of the day, this is a teenage love story kind of mm-hmm. movie. So I can't be too hurt by it. It's not like written for character arcs or anything like that. No, nope. well, to, to a point. But still, um, other than that, I will say I did like this movie. The chemistry between uh, Lana and Noah and their characters, they were great. I think... Uh, I think the sisters, they were they were fun at times. I think the I little sister, the, the Kitty, little sister, was annoying. She was annoying. She had a moment or two where I was like, "Oh, she's really funny," and then she got really annoying. I'm like, "Oh, yeah." She was th- doing there good. was she she flopped back and forth between my favorite character in the movie to my yeah. least favorite character in the movie. Mm-hmm. She was so inconsistent. Like when uh, when she, they first get in the car with uh, Peter, 
Yeah. Um, the first time he, she's hilarious in that scene saying like, call me Catherine. You don't get to call me Kitty. And then he, I forget exactly what he does. He, she, he got, or she gave him a yogurt and he's like, this is delicious. And then, uh, he's like, what, 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 what happens if uh, you can bring me one tomorrow? And then, then she found out that she, he's going to be driving them every day until like this fake relationship stops. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, you can have one or yeah. whatever. You can call yeah. it a kitty. So it, it does have, she does have her moments, but yeah, goddamn, she's annoying. And uh, granted, and there would be no movie without her. There um, would be no movie, but at the end of the movie, this is kind of what bothered me. She, she said a line after, uh, Laura had found out Kitty sent out the, sent out the letters. Um, She's like, I knew, I knew Peter liked you and I knew you'd never jump on it. And I was like, you didn't know that. He showed yeah. no interest in her at all. Yeah. And you weren't there to see it uh, anyway. You didn't get the notes because the notes were a product of you mailing her letters out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that bothered me. But it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't want to say that I'm bagging on this movie. I, I really didn't enjoy it. Um I could see why the ladies like this movie so much, um, especially Kira. It's I'm not going to go into too much detail because that that part's very personal. Uh, yeah. I could see how Kira and the character Laura have a lot in common. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I, I but uh, I'm not, obviously I'm not going to say much more than that. Um, you said so, enough for me to understand. Yeah, so. <laughs> so that's 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 the only person I really need to yeah. have understand it. Um, so, like, obviously, these characters, some of them are all really relatable mm-hmm. to either either somebody like me or somebody like Kira. We've we've all been. Well, I won't say that. We've we've been down this road. We've been in. <laughs> God, this is so fucking hard. I didn't uh, connect with anyone in this movie. If that's that makes why you I feel said better. most. That's why I said yeah. most because I knew you wouldn't. Like, and that's, I, that's not to say that these people don't exist. Yeah, like Just, I can say I, the I type of teenager relate, I was was not I, presented in this. This and that's fine. Like I don't need representation. I'm a white male. I got plenty of representation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like this movie particularly, I, I couldn't really connect with anyone. And uh, yeah. again, that's fine. This movie's not made for me. I'm not the target demographic. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Not not there not there's not a single movie out there that is made for everyone. Uh, if you show me one and say this movie's made for everyone, you're a goddamn liar, because it's just not true. <laughs> I, I, there's someone out there that that movie does nothing for and is not made for that kind of person. So, you know what this movie felt like? Hmm. Again, I'm <laughs> I'm not trying to bag on it. I did like it. It's just really hard to point out things that I liked about the movie, like out loud at least. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't help that I feel like I'm pressured to say that I like it because <laughs> I, I, I'm saying right now, I don't feel pressured. I, I did like the movie. Yeah. It felt like one of those movies where like, you know, when somebody's like 20 years old and somebody else is 20 years old, they're like, you know, if we're not married by 40, I think we should get married. That's Ooh, what, that's yeah. what it felt like to me. Yeah. The, the ultimatum yeah. relationship. Kind so of thing. like when, when Peter and Laura made the decision, like, Hey, if in three months, like, mm-hmm you've got to go on the ski trip. That's what, that's what mm-hmm. it felt like. That was like the marriage thing. Yeah. Like if we're still together in three months, you got to get this ski trip going with me. Yeah. We're doing it. I will admit, uh, overall I didn't really care for the character of Peter. Um, mm-hmm. but there was a moment in it where it's just like, okay, this guy's not terrible. It's, uh, when they're writing out the contract and Laura Jean references 16 candles, he hadn't seen it. And then he brought, it's whatever. Brought and, then, and then, uh, they said, she says, no one can know this is fake. It was like, oh yeah. First rule fight club. And she just mm-hmm. looks at him blankly and was like, this guy gets it. Yeah. This guy gets it. He's seen fight club. That's all that matters. He's okay in my book. And it, it, like, if I feel like it hurts to know, like teenagers don't know like these things, like these pop things yeah, it was very refreshing that they were watching golden girls yeah I, but like, like that's, I've, that's I've never seen golden, yeah i've never seen golden girls but it was very refreshing to watch yeah. to watch them i was like i know betty white my lord yeah. <laughs> she's still old looking yeah uh yeah. oh my uh, god yeah yeah overall it's it's, it's fine it's decent um, it's 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 not for us but i liked the movie i'll say yeah. that like i even on uh Letterboxd, I gave it a three and a half. So, like, put that into perspective. Like, I did enjoy it. Uh, did I vote Actually, for it yet? 
I don't. I I think he did. I think he gave it a two. Two and a half. That sounds about two and right. A half. Yeah. So I gave it a three. I put that into perspective. I can't say anything nice about it, but I did like it that much. Yeah. As I, I've I've had those movies where I don't really have nice things to say, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Uh, um, I think I think more than it. Like the story's fine. Um, yeah. If anything really irritated me, it was the fact that they kept calling that video of her them making out in the hot tub her sex tape. I'm like, you're, if you keep yeah. calling it a sex tape, you're gonna make it worse for yourself. And like th- that never played out or anything, but like they just kept calling it a sex tape. I'm like, it's it's not. You're making it worse for yourself by calling it that. That's not what it is. Yeah, like nothing actually happened, but she kept calling it a sex tape. And then like she had like her sister like uh, write a complaint to Instagram saying that it was a sex tape and that like it was child pornography. Which got it taken down. But at the same time. Yeah. That rumor is going to grow around that someone someone flagged it for child pornography. And that that's going to make the the rumors worse about it. And yeah. So teenagers being teenagers and being stupid and uh, apparently not this, knowing this, what sex looks like. <laughs> this was a very, very teenage movie. Yes, and that's <laughs> what I hated about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, if they had, if they just had one teenager in the movie that hated other teenagers, I would have been okay with it. <laughs> it doesn't help that I'm doing this review immediately after seeing it. Yeah. And like movies like this, I like to bag on. So like, I didn't give any of, of like the review thoughts to think about uh, like positivity like positively mm-hmm. positively Jesus Christ um, <laughs> so like I'm still in bag mode right now so if you yeah. gave me like a day or two I could have more stuff going yeah. but I the, just watched the movie I think I think we already talked about what the best part of this the uh, chemistry between Lara Jean and Peter mm-hmm. was impeccable um, if you want me to honestly to say anything else nice about it the only thing nice about it that i have to say is the way it was shot and edited yeah but i also don't I feel actually, like <laughs> i feel like i feel like it doesn't really fit the style of movie it is if that makes sense like i, I am gonna bag on it a little bit more since <laughs> since you did bring up the technical there was audio yeah. issues that i had like either like people were just too quiet talking in like either a hot tub or something like that mm. or just like in a bathroom like it felt like it was ad-libbed and it, oh, it yeah. probably wasn't yeah the uh the when after the uh video gets out and she uh laura jean thinks it's her ex-best friend jen yeah that entire scene is ADR'd, which isn't out of the norm, but is it wasn't. It, it, it felt like it real hard. It, I mean, I, I don't know that for a fact, but I also know that for a fact just by listening to it. Yeah. Uh, so, like, no one told me that it is. I could just tell that it yeah, is. Yeah, it felt like um, it real hard. And <laughs> it's it's not ADR'd well. No. All right, I'm, I'm done bagging on it. I'm yeah, done. That's yeah. I, I got, I got <laughs> three, nothing. 3.5 out of 5. There you go. Can you maybe just admit that some part of you doesn't want everything in your life to be a fantasy? You've got to get out there and show people who you really are. Laura Jean, welcome to my party. Just don't hide yourself, okay, honey? Hey, can I talk to you? Me? Yeah. Look, I really, I appreciate it, but it's never gonna happen. I'm sorry, what? I think it's really cool that you think I have golden specks in my eyes. It's just, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh my God. The letters are on. All right, let's move on to the, the judgments. Will these be shelf boys? Are these shelf boys? What are shelf boys? Who Still are gonna we? make up a concept of what shelf boys what look are we? like. <laughs> we will create a trophy one day for uh, shelf boys. Mm-hmm. So, for extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile, uh, I will go first for that. Um, I think that. It was a refreshing take on a serial killer story, uh, especially it being, you know, so recent and people that he affected are still alive. It's not, you know, it's 
whenever I know that people who are still affected are alive and they make a movie about it, I kind of tread lightly. Um, but I, I do like the fact that they made it more about her than him. And then also like the media frenzy more than it was about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was refreshing. It was slightly disappointing, which kind of makes it a little difficult for me to really pick if it's a shelf boy or not. Uh, I kind of want to hear what you say before I decide if that's all right. Damn. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I'm in the same boat as you. I kind of want to hear what you had to say, like, okay. on it full, <laughs> fully. Like, I wanted to know whether you made it a shelf boy yeah. for me to make it a shelf boy. Um, everything you just said. Uh, it was such a refreshing take on just a serial killer movie alone, having, mm-hmm. like, more or less humanizing him than just, like, pointing out that, oh, like, he's done, like, this murder and showing the murder and everything like that. And obviously he's confessed to over 30 and obviously we didn't get to see 30. We barely even saw one. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was really nice to see that. It was really nice to see, um, keep, it wasn't really nice for, cause Ted Bundy's <laughs> a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, he deserved what he got. Absolutely. But maybe a little way too late. Um, yeah. And that's one thing I did like was, uh, that was kind of, uh, Lily Collins characters that was that was her struggle was that mm-hmm. if like she could have done more earlier and saved people but she didn't because she kept doubting herself um, which was 100 percent one of the greatest things I liked about this film was that it, it really showed that like while she is not to blame for his actions the guilt is there and that is definitely something that is is an interesting take and, 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 you know, to examine that is, is really bold. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're not in, in the entire film. They don't, the only person that blames her is herself. It's not, the filmmakers aren't blaming her. Ted Bundy's not blaming her. Uh, J- Haley Joe Osmond's not blaming her. No one is blaming her in this film except for herself. And that kind of self-examination aspect of the, the, the film was really uh, enjoyable um, you know, as enjoyable as a movie about a serial killer can be. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but so I, I think I will say this is a shelf boy for that that reason. Uh, I, it's not incredible, but I do think it is a interesting look at it. Um, but also, if you say that this isn't a shelf boy, I won't be heartbroken. I'm not that like this. This say, is the least, barely the a least shelf thing boy. that happens here is that it will be an honorary shelf boy. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying the least that will happen is that it will be. Yeah. Um, but overall, it was super refreshing how they did it uh, through a different scope, not showing the murders, stuff like that. Like I said before, um, the acting was phenomenal. It did feel like it was missing something here uh, mm-hmm. that we did talk about. I but agree. I think overall, everything else held it up just fine. Um, and then there's, there's just something that we didn't talk about. At the end of the at the end of the film, they they're doing their little little end end title things in mm-hmm. there. It, it says that uh, Carol, the the chick that he was talking to when he wasn't <clears throat> talking to Lily Collins' character, uh, she ended up having the child. So mm-hmm. how many people, including myself and Kira, looked up that child? <laughs> She, you can't find her. She's well, yeah, very she, difficult she, to find. She <laughs> changed her name, mm-hmm. uh, kind of once Carol figured out that she was wrong the entire time. Yeah, uh, they changed their name. They went into hiding. You know, they they hid themselves. And yeah, like after this so, movie was released, like, like I f- I feel real bad because there's going to be a lot yeah. of people looking for her. As, there has been as delusional as Carol was, you know. She legitimately thought she, that he was innocent. She was manipulated. She was manipulated. It, it, she she is another victim. She didn't die. She wasn't murdered. She probably did more harm uh, for the case than good. Yeah. But she she is a victim. She was manipulated. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, you know, I she's an interesting character. I personally don't... F- blame her at all for anything you know i don't in retrospect yeah she was delusional but that's not her fault she fell for a guy who was very manipulating and charming Mm -hmm. um but anyway on to the broader scope of it's a shelf boy it's a shelf boy okay so (laughs) extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile makes onto the shelf that brings us to to all the boys i've loved before uh before we have you start on your thing uh i just saw they are making a sequel to this what yeah Oh, come 
I'm not surprised, but also you don't need a sequel. And if anything, that brought my opinion of it down a little bit more. It did. Anyway, continue. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see the headline there. Oh, yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> I just thought you should know before your uh, judgment. <sighs> okay. <laughs> that, that really just... Not, I'm sorry. I, I, every, I, meant to, I meant to bring it up earlier and no, just completely no, it's, forgot it's, about it. It's not, it's not your fault. It's just not everything needs a sequel. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay, so on to, to all the boys I've loved before. I think it was a well-made uh, film. I think uh, Lana Condor and Noah Centiano, or I'm sorry, butchered that a little cent. Fuck it. Laura and Peter's characters. <laughs> I thought they had great chemistry together. Uh, overall, it's not a movie for me and Mike. I did really enjoy it, though. Um, but, however, I'm not going to make it a shelf boy. I, I understood that it was relatable to a lot of uh, a lot of people I know, uh, ex- especially one closer to me. Mm-hmm. Probably having her ear on the door right now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's not a shelf boy for me. I really did enjoy it, though. It's funny that you wouldn't make it a shelf boy because I'm kind of thinking the other way. I think you have so much shit up your ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're 100% correct I do not believe it is worthy of being a shelf boy um, So, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile Makes it onto the shelf To all the boys I've loved before Does not make it onto the shelf uh, That brings us to next week's films My film for next week is available on Netflix Netflix sponsor us Please. It is written and directed by Ryan Johnson Of uh, Last Jedi Infamy Um and it is uninfamy, as a lot of people would. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I mean, yeah. it, that, that's not true. It, it gets I, a I, lot I of flack. Yeah, uh, and it stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Nora Zehetner, Lucas Haas, and Noah Fleiss. And it tells the story of a teenage loner who pushes his way into the underworld of a high school crime ring to investigate the disappearance of his ex-girlfriend. Uh, like I said, it's available on Netflix, and I have seen this before. But I barely remember it. I just remember liking it, and I'm really excited to watch it again. What is it? Brick. Oh, did I not say the title? It's called no, Brick. No, you didn't. <laughs> it's called Brick, available on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, so it's essentially it's a film noir done in a high school, which is okay. really interesting. Uh, I remember having it having really clever dialogue and, and editing, so I'm, I'm excited to rewatch it. So it's obviously one I have not seen, and you said it was on... Netflix. Netflix, there it is. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, for me, I'm going to, it's, it's still a little bit of a romance if you think about it. Oh, no. Uh, and I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so mine is going to be both on Amazon Prime and Hulu. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, however, think it's on Netflix though. So, uh, mine is directed by Adrian Lin, stars Michael Douglas, Glenn Close, and Ann Archer. It is Fatal Attraction. A married man's one-night stand comes back to haunt him when that lover begins to stalk him and his family. Interesting. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. 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 So next week's movies are Brick, available on Netflix, and Fatal Attraction, available on Amazon Prime and Hulu. Uh, As always, you can follow us on Instagram at Keystone underscore film underscore review. On Facebook, we are Keystone Film Review. On Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.